I'm sad, but I'm laughing. I'm brave, but I'm chicken shit. I'm sick, but I'm pretty. Properly Forward production of the Everything's Not Fine podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Bednick. You're probably not going to learn a whole lot in this show, but you will join my friends and I as we talk about our lives, jobs, kids, and whatever else comes up, even the ugly stuff. We are so over pretending everything's fine all the time, and we want to bond together and support each other while we try to hold our shit together and hope for the best. Hey, hey, it's Kel. So today's show, we are chatting with uh, Nicole Allen again. And for a lot of the show, we're discussing just a little bit the events of January 6th, which was the day that um, protesters, rioters uh, attacked the Capitol in uh, in Washington, D.C. And... Um, Nicole had some personal experiences with that, that we talk about, and we really just talk about the, um, the interpersonal relationships that we have, um, all of us probably at this point where we don't necessarily see eye to eye politically or, um, with, with what's going on in our country with at least one person in our life that is important to us. And, um, I mean, I'm just going to shoot straight with you. <laughs> it's hard. You know, we're all trying to figure out how do we resolve feelings of being so divided with people that we really, truly love. And what does that look like? And what's the right way to approach it? And all of that. So um, we just talk about our feelings about that and um, how we're processing and what the heck it even looks like. So... Um, I wanted to let you know that, um, that it's not truly not, obviously this isn't a political podcast, nor do I want it to be. Um, but it is a personal relationship podcast and that's just kind of what's going on in personal relationships right now. So in saying that, um, some of what we discuss in the show is that, you know, we're, we're having to put aside personal differences for the sake of maintaining important relationships. Um, and I didn't want that to come across or be misconstrued as, um, making peace with what we feel like, um, was just horrible and at the Capitol and, um, both Nicole and I are adamantly against what happened and, what is transpiring even now due to that, um, and leading up to that. So, um, do that with, do with that what you will, but that's just where my stance is and our stance is. And I didn't want that to get watered down in (laughs) talking about the relational part of it. Um, I, I just wanted to really firmly stand in that place. So, um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show and, uh, thanks for joining. Um, Hi, everybody. It's Kelly, and we are back for another episode with my friend, Nicole Allen. Hey, hey. Super excited. 
Yes, me too. I needed a little bit of normalcy Ugh. in this day because it is insane <laughs> and I don't know what side is up a little bit. Yeah, that's that's fair. So if you're listening, not in real time when we release these, um, this last week has been... Um, when people stormed the capital yes there we go um so obviously we've it's the beginning of the year it's um almost oh my god my brain isn't working what is it called when they oh the inauguration it's almost the inauguration inauguration Good Lord, how could I not think of that word right well, now? That's where my brain's at. So we're almost to the inauguration. Um, this last week was the um, counting of the electoral votes and the whole thing with the storming of the Capitol. So that's where we're at. And that's why my brain is mush. It's a little <laughs> like the Hunger Games right now. I feel like we're talking about the Capitol oh and the 74th Hunger Games have begun. <laughs> If hellhounds or whatever those things yeah. were oh. released, I'm oh out. my god, seriously, let's let's I'm start out. building our bunkers now. <laughs> yes, I have some family with some bunkers, so if need comes, not kidding, my mom for years, and she's just kind of funny like this. But like my family has been like, if the apocalypse comes, whether regular or zombie, come to the farm. And I'm like, okay, it's a, it's a good plan. I love it. <laughs> Yes. We have some friends who they're like avid gun people. And um, I don't know, it was I think it was right at election time, actually. And they the one guy was like, so no matter what happens, because they're conservatives and um, we're not necessarily we're pretty liberal and so he's like no matter what happens if shit gets real you know where to come we have yes. guns. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> it's true there is a lot of that there's a there's a lot of conspiracies right now especially but i think that um personality type has always had a little bit of that on the radar which i can appreciate i'm, I'm all for having a backup plan yeah oh heck yes yeah, Jim always, we don't have guns. Um, it's not that I, I'm, I'm not like, no one should own a firearm. I'm not really there. Um, but it's just not safe in our house because I'm crazy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but just with Jordan and the kids, you know, it's just, we don't really feel yeah. like it's a safe thing to have for us right now. So, but Jim's always like, oh my gosh, we should... Yeah. Look into buying a gun. And I'm always like, um, right. you're an idiot. No. Um, I'm like, I I know how to shoot. I grew up around guns, so I can shoot and everything. And I'm like, if I had a need for a gun, it would be over be- before, yes. even, like, before I could even put the code in the safe. Yeah. Like, well, we, we are not either. We, you know, we don't hunt. I didn't grow up in that. Like, my dad yeah. never hunted. Like, that wasn't a thing. So we just didn't have guns. Um, so I'm I'm a little bit uncomfortable around like that kind of a thing. But that's just a me yeah. thing. Like you said, I feel similarly. I don't have a moral anything about it. Um, my only moral feeling about it is that you should be like properly trained. 
and have good safety protocols, which all of the people in our life that do have, you know, guns and stuff like that, most of them are hunters. And if they're not, they do have, you know, gun safes and all of that. But one of our friends that is that way had said, you know, unless you've been trained, um, it's way more likely to be used against you than ever to deter someone in an emergency situation. And so um, that only has reiterated the like, yeah, that's why I definitely am not qualified to have such things because (laughs) for sure I'd be way more likely to shoot myself accidentally than anybody else. Yes. Yes. I, when I was a teenager, my parents were out of town. My dad had a pistol that he just like kept up in the top of the closet. Like, you know, it was the night. Totally. But um, (laughs) they were out of town and I was scared and I went and got that gun, which was loaded and slept with it under my pillow. And I, to this day, I'm like, my God, I'm so lucky. Sweet Jesus. No kidding. (laughs) What? Oh, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. And, which I can fully see my children doing. Exactly. Why we don't have yes. <laughs> We had years ago, we had, and I'm not going to go into the story, but I had a crazy lady come to the house in the middle of the night and scared the piss out of us. And um, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure she was on drugs or something. But anyway, um, ever since that, my mom sent us, again, she's she's a got it all she sent us like a thing of mace and a taser and all of these things which um we still have and that's good except at one point of course in child fashion my youngest Noah who was maybe 10 or 11 at the time um of course found it and he's like why do we have a taser mom I'm like oh god this is why this is why these things are hidden so you know I mean, God only knows what would happen if we had an actual weapon. So taser is good enough for us. Yes. Yeah, mostly. And I don't think they've used it on each other, which is good because they have some friends that definitely did that for a game one time. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, teenagers, what do you do? (laughs) I feel like in a case of some shit going down at your house, you would be the one. To be like, I'm going to handle yes. this. And Aaron would be the one to like hold and cradle the children and make sure they were safe. And you would be the one to go. Yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. That's yeah. it's not to say he isn't amazing. That's just where you're. Like, yeah. You know, it's all about that instinct, right? The like, do you freeze yes. or um, run or go towards like danger or whatever. And Aaron is definitely one that kind of freezes, which he, once he's got his wits about him, he's in and he like, everyone would be safe. Like I have no doubt about that. And in certain situations as a teacher, like I definitely have thought about God forbid, if something horrible happened at his school, I have no doubt that he would like jump into that mode. But But in general, yeah, if an emergency happens, I'm the one that's taking care of business. And usually, like, he's a little bit trying to catch up at first. Like, he definitely has that little bit of freeze. Like, or almost, um, like, it's fine. It's fine. We're good. It's fine. I'm sure it's not as bad. Like, just keep on being normal. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's hilarious. Thank goodness we have, we're a good team, right? 
What about you and Jim? Exactly. Exactly. I freeze right away, which is so like probably not what people would expect. Because I, when it comes to fight or flight, I'm fight. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. But I, I too have to freeze for a couple of minutes. It, Circumstance it just maybe. depends. But I'm, yeah, I'm pretty like fearful when it comes to hearing noises or things like that. Like, you know, around the house. I'm always like, <laughs> go check that out. I'm not the one to be like, I right. want to protect this house. So, um, yeah. But Jim is good in, well, if it's the middle of the night, it's going to take a good long time <laughs> to wake him up enough. That I could sure. No. But he's he's pretty good as far as, like, immediately yeah. taking control of things but i'm more the one of um like if it's in a long-term hard thing like i'm the bear down get it done see it through but if it's just a quick emergency he's he's the one i don't do blood like if my kids jordan on halloween cut it sliced his hand open oh, no. bad like it was <laughs> seven staples oh, to oh, the ER, quick as bunny bad and there was just blood everywhere. And I was just oh. trying not to oh, no. Like, I was like, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like in the immediate, I'm not your girl. But for the long term, I'm like. No, it totally does. It sense. totally does. I, it's so interesting because sometimes, like you said, that isn't what I would expect. And yet that totally makes sense. Like. And, and how we all kind of have yeah. that, our own versions of that. Like the, you know, whether it's yeah. the like, okay, later, like I'm definitely a like react now deal. And then later I'll have my, like mm-hmm. all of the feelings probably. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I, oh shoot. What was I going to say? Oh, Jim's like ability to stay super super calm like in that situation with Jordan I'm like running around the house looking for towels and freaking out and like oh my god oh my god oh my god and he's like so freaking calm anybody that knows Jim like he's just like the epitome of calm totally the tornado guy and it (laughs) (laughs) why are you not acting right now oh my gosh which is what generally like forces me to like snap into action and get me out of freeze mode. Cause I'm like, you're not acting yes. fast enough. <laughs> oh my God. Stay so <laughs> And he's always like, calm yes. down. This is not life or death. And I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> it kind of is. Do you see the blood <laughs> cooling? Oh no. Oh, so oh, funny. Anyway. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, it is good that we have the teams that we do because it takes absolutely well. And that ability to like calm is so vital too, right? Like, so you don't Mm -hmm. just like panic your way like into oblivion or whatever. Like, oh, if my kids get hurt, they want no part. Oh God, or like get dad, like no part of me. And then like once the initial part is over, then I will be the good nurse or whatever. But they know that they need dad to keep things calm. Or if they're worried about something or stressed, yeah. they're like, get Oh, my gosh. Funny. 
No, everybody's got their wheelhouse (laughs) because see on the other side of that, like I'm an okay nurse for a while, but I have a short stint and then I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, you can take care of this. Like I'm not a good like babier of things, like especially if you're not doing what you need to be doing. Like I, I definitely, my patients, I'm, I'm low on the patient scale. So it's good to have the extra patient one. I'm a, yeah, it is true. I'm, I'm pretty good at that, except for with Jim. Like I am, I'm like, oh my God. Part of me is like, oh, are you really this bad? Which he usually is, I suppose. But it's more like, I don't like seeing him weak. And so I'm like, hey, hurry up and feel better because I don't like this. Interesting. Sure. So it's funny. Yeah. Anyway. I just am hoping we don't have to put any of these skills to use anytime soon in our... Oh my God. Me too. Well, because literally Erin's a teacher and I'm a hairdresser. Like we don't bring a lot of skills to the table if we're honest, like that are usable in any kind of apocalyptic... (laughs) You can wield some scissors. Yeah, I could. I could. But that's about my limit. Like, there's, you know, I'm I'm a good, I'm fine cook. I could do, you know, like I'm a good cleaner. We're good. We're good for like you tell us what to do and we'll follow directions. We're good at that. Um, but yeah, like we don't build stuff. We don't like grow things. I have a terrible black thumb. Like, I it's terrible. I can't keep anything plant related alive. We, we don't bring a lot of skills to the apocalypse, if we're honest. <laughs> you would be a master. Oh, there you go. Don't even. You would be like, get, this is how you go. get shit done. I will assemble. The okay, perfect. Yeah, I do have the efficiency. Okay, here's what we can. But yeah, outside of that, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, well, let's hope we don't have to go there. Yeah. No, Good. definitely not. Oh, and if we do, we'll just find the bunkers and the... Seriously. Well, Aaron already, uh, should it ever be a zombie apocalypse, he's like, I'm dying first. That's what's happening. I'm dying first. (laughs) I will sacrifice (laughs) for that. Yeah. Whenever you do those little quizzes of like, who survives the horror movie or whatever, I am... No, you are not. to go. I am because I'm like, fuck it, I'm done with this. Just take me yes. out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not hiding oh in my the God, corner totally. anymore. That's hysterical. Oh. <laughs> oh, and Jim will be the last one standing for sure. He does have a lot of skills. He'll go climb up a tree <laughs> there for a week. Oh, I just he does have a lot of skills. And he has a lot of, he's, yeah, he's, it's crazy. It's crazy how many like random things he has. It is. It's nice. Anywho. So how are you keeping your self sane during all of this? Like, do you have some coping things that you feel like you do or like, for instance, mine is obsessively organizing and decorating and reorganizing and redecorating and never okay. sitting still like prep. I'm not saying it's the healthiest, but that's nice. what's keeping my brain going. 
Um, you know, I don't even know if I've had to use a lot of coping skills. It's like, there's just kind of like, I'm still working this last week when everything was going on. I had a crazy busy work week. So, um, my ability as an Enneagram three to like shut off my emotions and just get crap done, like definitely came in handy. Like I was definitely having, and I had to utilize it, uh, quite a bit, but I, that skill set I did, whether healthy or not, I, you know, it's debatable, but I definitely was able to like turn it off like a light switch. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's probably what my deal is too. Like just turn it off. Cause I'm concerned. I'm um, sad. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm confused I'm like what the hell about a lot of things I mean politically all of that yes but also just and this is what we're talking about today like interpersonal relationships and like finding out gauging where people I love and care for stand and you know things like that and it's it's a lot and so I think I'm really at a place of like I'm just going to keep my brain busy over here doing something else and shut this off because I don't even yeah. know if I can go there right now. And, um, which like you said, I'm not sure how healthy all that I have been making myself like sit down a couple of times a day. This is my normal anyway. And be like, yeah. how am I feeling right now? I need to put words to feelings right now and then put the words to the feelings and then move on. Yeah. Like, no, I think I that's do. super good. <laughs> Yeah, mine was, yeah. of course, um, which Kelly knows, but I'll relay the short version. Um, on the 6th, whatever day that was, I was working and um, about midday through, my phone just starts blowing up. Like I'm on working on a client, I'm cutting hair, and I can just feel it just flip out. Like it is just buzzing and clicking and beeping and whatever. And I... Always in that moment, if my phone starts going crazy, I at least take a look at it. I don't have an Apple Watch um, because I haven't wanted to be so distracted mm -hmm. by it with what I do. But I pull it out and I, my clients all know that, hey, if my kids are the ones that are contacting me, I immediately, you know, I'm going to look because that's, they're my priority. Um, but if it's anybody else, I set it aside till I'm done with my client or until I have a break. And so it wasn't my kids and I could tell it obviously was a something, but I didn't know, you know, but it wasn't emergent in the moment. So I just finished my client and then I yeah. start looking and I'm just getting calls and texts asking, where's your mom? Where's your mom? Do you know where mom is? And then it starts saying, um, have you been paying attention to what's happening in DC? And my mom lives in the Midwest and she um, is very conservative and she and I you know, over the last, especially probably six or eight years have started to, um, wane, you know, sort of differently politically, but, but I definitely grew up, you know, very conservative. And so I understand it. She's got a great heart. She loves people, um, all of those things. So we've always been able to kind of just separate those two things of like, hey, we think differently, but we love and respect each other, um, et cetera. Well, come to find out basically through all of this that she had gone to DC to be a part of what she believed was just to protest and to ask for a recount 
of the vote, whether agree yeah. or disagree, whatever, like that was her um, intention, it, whether naive or not, you know, is it, but she, that was yeah. her intention, but she's very active. Um, she's definitely one since her young years, you know, even with Vietnam, she was protesting, you know, um, for peace and what is this for? And, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So she's a, she's a protester of old. Um, so that's always been something she's held really strongly in her beliefs, which I admire on one hand this time, however, it scared the crap out of us because we had, no one knew that she was going. And then when we did she go, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Did she go so she herself? went with apparently some other church people that she that were also mm-hmm. active, and I was hoping that maybe her husband was also with her, just because he's, uh, you know, a farmer, you know, meat of a man. Like yeah. I knew that she'd be safe, like no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. which he was not with her, and she just kind of went on a whim, which is kind of her thing. Is she is a feeler and a doer. Not a lot of thinking through yeah. of the process or the possibilities sure. sometimes. Um, so, yeah. So she was with a group of people. Um, and to be clear, she I did find out later she was not she was not in the Capitol. She was where things were supposed to sort of end somewhere, um, mm-hmm. you know, outside. So she was at least a couple of blocks away from the Capitol. And, and at the time, she didn't Good. know what was happening. Um, but what was scary is that, so of course, you know, out of nowhere to us, she was in DC. We had no idea that she was there. And then we couldn't get a hold of her for several hours. And I felt like my whole limbs just went numb. Like I thought, oh my God, I think I'm going to pass out. Like I'm freaking out for her safety and I'm calling Aaron and finding out like what's happening. How serious is it? We were texting, um, Kelly and I were texting about, you know, what have you heard? Um, because we don't have like TVs or whatever at the salon. So I just really hadn't heard much. Um, So like I said, thankfully she's okay, but I did leave a very like role reversal parenting (laughs) voicemail on her thing, using her (laughs) middle name, telling her, you know, what the holy hell were you thinking? And you need to call us. And I can't believe da, 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 da. And you know, we're sitting here scared shitless and whatever. So um, it just sort of started though, a very suddenly personal, un- unexpectedly, uh, you know, uh, accounts of some of what was going on and just the fear, um, yeah. in that. And then, then unfortunately yeah. has also gone into some pretty big divides family wise, um, because we do have quite the chasm of beliefs, which I think is important mm-hmm. in, being healthy, but, um, with the climate that it is currently has really created some pretty big fissures. And unfortunately, a lot of hurt, a lot of people saying some really just very terrible things, uh, to each other. And, and I just feel like I'm trying to keep hold of some human decency and, um, sometimes not doing a great job at that. but I'm trying <laughs> and, uh, you know, feeling like so many people are so wanting to just be terrible to each other because you think differently. And, 
Um, and then you get, I mean, really it's just creating these extremes, right? The extremist sides of things and very us against them. And, and in my perspective, I think that unfortunately has gotten worse with Trump in office. I think that he's, um, encouraged that and people have felt emboldened by that. And it's part of why I feel the way I do. Um, I'm not against conservatives. I am against him personally, and I'm not trying to debate anybody on that. But, um, you know, that, of course, has made it harder and harder with different family members that are uh, very supportive of him and have unfortunately, I think, started taking on some of those very um, hurtful uh, beliefs. So... It's just been, it's been a really intense emotional time. I've, I usually have gotten home and and just kind of crumble. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not our best life currently. It's not awesome. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. And I mean, just to be clear here in case I, I don't remember to say it in the intro or whatever to this show, like, our purpose today is to talk about personally, yes. interrelationally, how everything that's going on right now is affecting us. It's not so much to talk about politics or debate which principles of conservative conservatism and liberalism and right. socialists and, you know, whatever. Like, that's not, we're not a political show. Exactly. We're a people show. And so... We, you know, we just know how all of this is affecting us as people. And so that's what we want to talk about. And I mean, as much as I would say our stories are not unique. I mean, I don't know many people who don't have a very close family member who they're on complete opposite sides of, of what's going on. And just like you, I mean... Jim and I both were raised in very conservative homes, religious homes, you know, and um, both of our parents are still very conservative. And I truthfully, I'm watching the news on, you know, the same day you're hearing about your mom and like literally looking for my parents because (laughs) they, I mean, because I don't talk to them, I don't know for sure, but I would be shocked if they weren't there, you know, and um. I, I'm curious to know if my parents <laughs> let me know, you know, um, <laughs> but I, you know, and, and, um, you know, Jim's family has, he has the same background and, um, they're very proud Trump supporters. Like I almost feel like I shouldn't say if they're Trump supporters or not, but they're very proud Trump supporters. They have a Trump flag sure. in their yard, you know, so it's not a secret. Um, and, at least up until this week, they have been. I haven't spoken to them, and so I don't know, but I can't imagine that that's changed. Um, and I don't know how to reconcile yeah. that. Like, that's where I'm at is I, I mean, they're family. They're my family. They're my parents. And they're my brothers and sister. you know, whoever it is, not just you know, I, I said Jim's family, but my whole extended family who lives in the South, I I'm on Facebook over the weekend and I see 
family members who have Q's next to their name or like distant extended family members who have, you know, their emojis are like the American flag and the Eagle and the whatever and a Q and I'm, which is becoming, you know, the way of signaling that they're QAnon supporters or believers, whatever that whole thing is. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is this real? And I don't know. I know you. Like, I know you in real life. I know you're a good person. I know you're a caring person. Like, I've never seen any of this stuff out of you that would make me I mean yeah there's people I'm like well you've had some kooky beliefs but you know she takes all kinds or whatever but at this point I'm like I don't I don't know how to reconcile this in my mind I don't know what to do with this and I want to love you I mean of course I love you but I want to have a relationship with you and be able but I don't know how we get past this like I don't know now that's with my extended family. Right, the, sure. The Q maker. You know, with people who are closer, and it's been this way all four years, with the people who are part of my daily life, like, it's just been a, a no-go. Like, when we're in the same room, you don't talk about your political beliefs, and I don't talk about mine. Or if I'm in your home, and you have Fox News going, or you're talking about I'll respect yes. it. This is your home. <laughs> I'm not going to come into your home and disrespect you. And so I will listen or, you know, excuse myself or, you know, whatever and not cause a big disruption. I'm never going to do that to the people I care about in their home. But if you come into my <laughs> home, please don't exactly. try. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't come into, and, and which no one ever has. Like, you know, that's the mutual respect that's there. But... At this point, it's like, oh, are we getting to lines that can't be uncrossed? Like, I don't know what that looks like. It's really, if you can support people storming the Capitol and killing people and all of that, but six months ago you were calling BLM, you know, horrible things, I I don't know how we get past that. That's the great... That's a great challenge for sure, because those are, of course, the two comparisons of how people responded. Yeah. Um, and somehow, you know, one's okay and one's not. And and for myself, that's the whole thing is that I'm like, okay, I don't want to be that horrible thing in the opposite direction. I don't want to be hateful. I don't want to be, um, you know, rage-filled etc which it's hard not to be it, and not to say that I don't have feelings um but I'm right but I don't want that to be like the predominant thing and like you said being able to say okay um you know we can agree to disagree we cannot talk about that topic but obviously in this kind yeah. of a, a time it makes it that much harder Um, and what has happened, unfortunately with, in my family is I had two brothers, I have, I have three brothers, but two of them, um, are real opposites and they both just started saying terrible things to each other. And, and it went way beyond politics. It became just personal attacks 
and saying the most harsh, horrible things to each other to hurt each other. Um, and it, and I started finding myself, of course, I'm the oldest sibling, so I definitely get in big sister mode and I'm texting them both because I'm thinking I'm not going to get up in, you know, Facebook and like, I think it's atrocious that it's on for everyone to see. I'm not going to even like go there on this platform with them, but I'm kind of trying to sister them. Like, what are you doing? How can you be, just shut up, just stop. You need to just stop. Like your emotions, the the height of everything, it's, it's getting away from you. You know, you're damaging relationships forever um, for this thing that, you know, hopefully is temporary and that, that, uh, you know, you're going to look back and really regret. And there was just no talking sense into them on some level. Um, So then I'm just upset on that level, right? Like I'm I'm seeing my family disintegrate before my eyes. And then I start seeing some family members liking some of the horrible comments that are being made. And that one just sent me over the edge. And it felt like it was just a representation again of kind of this era right now, which is this very us against them and, and meanness is justified because you disagree. And, um, and so I finally sent kind of a group message to these few people in my family that, um, you know, they weren't really participating on any kind of big level, but certainly had liked things. And, and I just said, listen, if you, if you are finding justification or entertainment either, you know, even in this, you need to check your heart because we are family and this is not how family should treat each other. And um, I'm grateful to say I had some really wonderful responsive, you know, in that, but then I did have some that were just trying to fight this. Well, what he's saying is true. And, and then he started, you know, this one started it. And then he, he said this. And so it's justified. And I just, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was taking crazy pills for one. And for two, it just was such a picture of this moment. You know, again, it was just this like people, we all struggle to feel justified in being terrible because someone else was terrible. And so now I can be terrible back because I'm just saying the truth or whatever, whatever your truth is. Right. And, um, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I, I just feel like that old TV personality that says, stop the insanity. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Um, you know, everybody just take a breath for God's sakes. Yes. Well, and remember that at the core of what we have (laughs) is relationship, like, it's there's so much more than politics that we have together and we can't I don't know we just we can't let that tear us apart but at the same time it's getting so divided that it's like the extremes are so far from one another and and people are so passionate about their beliefs that it's like there is no room for the others, you know, the things that really bond us together become so much less important to us than our passionate beliefs that, that we can't reconcile between ourselves is oof, like, I, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it, that's exactly it. And it's what's so 
challenging. And I feel that temptation, right? When people start saying what I see as crazy, like I too have that, you know, like, oh my God, how are we even, you know, and want to just flip out. But I've, I've shocked myself at the times where I can feel it on the tip of my tongue. Then why are we even, you know, we just shouldn't talk or we just shouldn't whatever. And sometimes I, listen, I think there's some healthiness to that of like, we're going to take a breath. We're going to take a beat and, and, or like, we need to have some healthy boundaries. But I just, I finally kind of started saying to Aaron, like, I want to be healthy. And so if I need to have healthy boundaries, that's important. And I don't discount that at all, but I want to still, I feel like I'm holding on by my bloody fingernails right now, but like, I just want to still have and try to keep having a soft heart, um, which sounds so trite. And I don't mean it that way. I genuinely am like, how do I still have compassion and care, um, regardless, you know, and see the whole person Um, but also have, you know, some of those healthy boundaries that are just necessary. Um, and even like with my mom, she, you know, starts texting and can you believe that different people have, you know, said they're not going to invite me to family things anymore because of me going. And it's just so silly. And she really doesn't see it, you know, that like you participated now you weren't in the throes of, but you attended an event that ended up kind of being a coup (laughs) on our nation. And like, that's how that will look in the history books. That's what it will say is an attempted coup. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just difficult, you know, with that. Um, so then anyway, she at one point said, can you believe that? And I thought, okay, I could just say, ha ha, yeah, that's so crazy and leave it. Um, but that didn't feel right either. And so I just said, you know, I think you might not be seeing the whole picture. And, and I tried to kindly, um, share some other perspective. Um, and, you know, just ended it with Mm -hmm. no matter what, you're my mom and I love you and we're going to be in relationship and we can think differently. Um, and I'm determined to not be one to shut the door over this um, and thinking differently right. yeah. about this, yes. um, you know, which doesn't mean there's no scenario in which that's necessary. But for me right now, that's kind of where I've landed in that relationship. Yeah. But man, the pressure, not the pressure, the it's hard. It's hard not to say things you don't, yeah. that you can't take back. It's hard not to be frustrated yeah. and, feel like you want to knock sense into someone, um, you know, and, and, and to not, I don't know, be extreme. It's hard to not want to be extreme in this moment. It's, it's just shocking. Yeah. I think what you're saying very similarly, like to staying, having a, a tender heart or, you know, a soft heart is like my commitment for right. years now has been yes. love, like through it all. I love you. I will show you love. I will, f- 
I, I'm committed yeah. to love. And, you know, I've been taught that love right. conquers all. <laughs> and I, and I have yes. to stay committed to that. And so even with people, you know, even, even the strange relationship that I have with my mother, my love for right. her is no less, you know, and, and it's not politically driven by any means, but you know, they're my care for her. I think about her more on her birthday and Christmas and all those things now than I ever have um, in my life because mm. I feel the void. And so, you know, I spend those days just focused on my love for her and how, you know, and, and I, my, the thing that I strive for is, is to do that in right. all relationships, you know, with, my father-in-law and I, who, who don't agree at all, but I love him so dearly. I know that he is at his place. And, and Jim says this all the time and it's such, it's so good. You got to your place of conviction because of things that happened in your life and your response to those things and your belief of, you know, whatever. And I can't discount your life experiences and what they've done to you. Now, I don't have to agree with them. I don't have to think it's right. a healthy response. Like yeah. none of that matters. You are who you are because of life circumstances. I am who I am because of how I have dealt with what life has given me. My choice was stupid, reckless love that sometimes it's not easy, but that's my commitment. And so because of that, I you know, I'm, I'm going to find a way to love and to be tender and to, to find our common thread, no matter what. And, um, the challenge for me right now is finding the boundary of, am I making peace with things that are wrong for the sake of that relationship? And that's really hard for me. Like the people who are in my life, who, I consider parent figures or mentor figures or whatever. Um, All of them are wildly conservative. (laughs) And um, I, it's, it's weird. I'm, my wrestle is because none of them are my natural parent. um, Is this going to come between us and I won't have a relationship Mm. at all with you? You know, and so it's, yeah. that's very hard for me um, because I've, I've come to really rely on these relationships um, and it's, it's really hard. Like, I don't want to say something that's going to offend them to the point of like cutting off relationship. Right. That's my fear. But at the same time. I, I'm, there's some things that are said and done that I'm like, if I stay silent to this, I'm complicit. And that's the other part that's so difficult is what level of that becomes complicit versus just peacemaking or, uh, you know, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change mine. So we can just set that off the table. But at what point is it about being complicit or, um, going against what you, value or your own integrity. Yeah. And that, that is so true. That's been over the last several years, I felt 
a little bit of that. And just within the last couple of months feeling like, okay, I don't want to have to turn myself into a pretzel to find acceptance, right? Like I don't want to have to like, well, if you turn this way and then I kind of can maneuver it that way. And, you know, um, but also again, that weird balance of like, I don't want to have to pretzel myself and be somebody that I'm not in order to have acceptance. And I don't want to have to be thinking the same to be okay either. Cause I don't think that that's healthy. I think that there is a healthy portion of, we have different life experiences or different um, perspectives Um, But like you said, you know, there's obviously a limit if we're talking about just hating other, (laughs) other than yourself or your own, you know, white Christian experience, you know, obviously that's, that's unacceptable and and a completely different thing too. So it's a, and I, you know, I, I think probably my, like what, you know, my fear or, you know, my concern about relationships being affected, it's more my issue, you know, that fear of rejection or that, you know, than what is probably accurate, but it's, to me, it's, it's frustrating on a personal level to me that I feel like I do have to do, you know, I do have to twist myself into a pretzel, you know, or at least I put that pressure on myself of, and I don't know what my point was. It it was, I, it's probably more of a bigger issue in my head than what would be in real, you know, reality, but the fear of that happening or even being, in that situation is enough for me that I'm like, I'd rather be silent and just withdraw from this situation than risk creating a rift. And later on we'll come back <laughs> and we'll pick up where we yep. left off when the dust settles. And um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are people who would have opinions about all of this, you know, from either side of it, of what I feel is right and wrong or decisions right and wrong, but I don't know. That's, that's really the only way that I can yeah. have my boundaries and <laughs> my sanity, but also feel comfortable that I don't want to completely cut out a relationship in my life. And I, so that's where I'm at and it, I'm not going to lead right. a revolution and change anybody's feelings. And I don't know. That's, Yes. Well, and if we go back to some of our own similar um, experiences with like crazy church stuff, I mean, if somebody at that time was to just get in your face and say and scream, you're wrong, you're whatever. I mean, in that headspace, all it did was make you double down. See, this is why I'm right. Oh, for sure. Because I'm getting this kind of response. And Um, you know, like it, it didn't make you go, Oh, okay. You must be right. Then I must not be, you know? So, (laughs) I mean, I think, and again, I said this to a sister-in-law where I was, 
now this might be in my forties. It might be that perspective living enough time to know that, you know, rather than, you know, in your younger years, you think, no, that's exactly how you get anybody to change their mind is you just keep in their face until they do, (laughs) you know, but, um, you know, ultimately, at least at this point in my life, that's, that isn't effective. It's, it, it, and so yeah. ugh, let's not, you know, let's save ourselves time yeah. and energy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm glad you brought up the cult thing because that is another thing that has been very heavy on my mind. And I have a belief that some of the like hardcore commitment to uh, what is happening in the world of Trump right now is a little bit of a yeah cult situation. I'm not gonna like go. I'm not gonna go a deep dive down that because I there's a whole spectrum of thinking about you know the cult of Trump, which can be said lightly or like seriously. This guy is a freaking cult leader. Sure. I'm not going there. That's not for me to say, but. There, well, I mean, Jim and I, his coping mechanism right now is to just obsessively like research yes. and watch everything. Yep. So <laughs> that's super fun. Um, but he, we saw a video of some former, like at the time, very respected church leaders um, that, you know, were well known in the world that we went to church in and all of that and have grown and are, you know, like nationally known people while talking about God's plan for Trump and who he is and how God, like even still to this minute, um, he's going to be president. This is all going to be overturned. It's like, you know, people who were saved from the fire and the last second in the Bible by God's miracle power. Like that's, what's going to happen for Trump. And knowing that, you know, these people that we care about have recently like retweeted or, you know, reposted or whatever, these exact people saying similar things. And, you know, I just, I look at Jim and I'm like, honey, what is our responsibility here? Like, do we need to be having like a loving, heartfelt conversation of we're concerned that, you know, you're, you're hearing this and you're believing this and you're so committed to it. And it really is cult-like thinking and we're concerned for you. Like, where do you draw that line to where you're not challenging someone, but you're saying, I love you so much. And I'm worried about what you're believing right now and what you're following and, that's my other big, big thing. Like not, I want to challenge you or I want to fight with you about this, but like, no, it's true. And that we have also had that. And of course, Aaron being, um, he literally teaches American history. And so, you know, for him, similar to Jim, you know, we'll go on these deep dives and, you know, watching and consuming all of, you know, but he is one that likes to look, you know, he likes to watch, the various news channels to kind of try to attempt to have a a varied perspectives that are coming at him, but also with a like history point of view of like, okay, there's a fundamental misunderstanding of 
our nation and how we were founded and, you know, escaping religious um, tyranny and some of those kinds of things, you know, um, to have the freedom of religion and have those be separate is a, a huge tenant, you know, that it's separate from our government. And a lot of those people that you're yeah. talking about that we also know, uh, several of them, you know, it, it's like they, they have it all backwards as far as that it's supposed to all be this one thing and any one other is, is wrong. And it's like, yeah. oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> But, you know, it it is, it's the question, of course, is always the, like, what is going to be effective, what's going to be helpful or meaningful, um, and, and then what is going to be received, you know, we know what that mentality looks like and feels like. And so is it going to just be met with a a brick wall anyway? Is it, you know, what, what is to be gained, um, in that? Yeah. And it's just... I don't even know. It's hard to say. Yeah. Well, and the the interesting thing for me is like, for so many years, I was so silent about my beliefs um, because I knew that they weren't the same as what, you know, my parents or whoever. And so I've heard the things that you say about people who believe like me behind their mask. Right. (laughs) I know. Like, I know the people who believe exactly like me that you've called crazy or unhinged or, you know, at the very least a bleeding heart. And like, you know, that's complimentary (laughs) at this point. And um, so I know the respect that you have for anything I have to say. So really nothing that I'm going to say is going to matter because you don't respect my beliefs at all. So that it's it's just yeah. all very well, and that was where for me one of the ways we've tried to broach topic lightly as it's been op- the door has been opened if it gets opened is to sort of more refer to people that I know you used to respect so you know when yeah. you look at the you know conservatives who have changed their tune and are saying these things like, you know, that, that this, that are maybe going against party lines now, um, and saying, Hey man, we're really concerned. Like, are you really able to dis- discount all of those voices? Because there's a lot of them right. and just trying to be reasonable and hope that somehow that lands at some point. I, I don't know what else. Yeah. I don't think there is anything else to say. Like it's just kind of got to suss its way out and similar to our own church stuff, remembering that yes, when people were really angry or crazy or whatever, it didn't land anywhere, but the people that loved us and said lovingly, gently, you know, maybe thoughtful things or prodding things did land and did get ruminated on in our secret places you know yeah Yeah, exactly that's really good and I think I mean I don't know just to end things kind of on this note of no matter what like if 
God willing, when there are people, you know, the, the people that I'm talking about, at least, um, say, you know, I have to separate myself from this situation, you know, from this belief now, no matter, you know, on whatever level, like, okay, this has gone too far. I'm, you know, like, there's nothing in me that is like, ha, told you so, or, you know, it's just like, we've all been so committed to our beliefs for something to the extent of like, die on this hill for this belief. Like there's, we're a passionate, humans are passionate thinking people. Like we all get committed to some, you know, whatever. And there's no shame. There's no, and this is the thing that I wish, like everybody could just take a dose of this medicine and be like, oh, okay. There is no shame in being like, oh, you know what? I'm realizing that maybe I, I, it's time for me to just be done with this idea or, you know, this has gone too far or whatever. I'm, I need to like regroup. There's no shame in that. There's, that's like the beauty of being a human being with a brain. And the more, the more, you know, the better you do. Right. Like that's the idea. That's the hope is as we learn and grow that we can be better or make more whatever decisions that like, I mean, I think of even in, in COVID, like when everything first came out, nobody knew, you know, and, and I think it was reasonable to, you could only act on what you knew and what you saw. Um, and the more we've learned, the, the more we can grow. And, um, and I think similarly with any of these things, whether it's religious or political or, the times we're living in or whatever. I mean. Well, and pulling back and saying, you know, this doesn't serve me or this isn't, that's not saying every principle you had, you know, up until this point isn't true, you know, saying, okay, I'm done with this. This part of this doesn't mean, oh, all of a sudden I'm pro choice and pro this and pro that. Like you can still have your core tenets and convictions with and and let go of what's happening right now. That's nobody expects you to like become a raging liberal like me. (laughs) Yes. So but that's not the feeling that we get. Well in 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 either direction. I mean, because I will, it it feels just as true in that liberal direction of like, wait a minute. Okay. Yes, I do believe these things, but I still don't, you know, I'm still not totally sure about fill in the blank, you know, and and you feel a little bit like you're in no man's land sometimes. Like, Yes. Oh, I am as much as I joke about being a raging liberal, when I, I have become more liberal, but I have so many conservative, like core things that I mean from the womb I have been raised with these things it doesn't just all get thrown out you know even things that happen it's been a wrestling match of like well you know why do I believe this or why don't I believe this so it's the beauty of having free thinking and the ability to be a free people like it's it's not one way or the other and so but that's not what we see currently. Certainly not. So, yeah. 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 Which is, bummer. but I have a good deal of faith that yes, we're going to get there somehow. I agree. 
So if you all <gasps> are like us, <laughs> take a breath today, friends. <laughs> you are not alone. <laughs> Some Bengal spice tea. That's my... <laughs> Nice little soothing thing right now. Sit down and have some bangles. <laughs> Definitely. Take care of yourselves, people. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're out of here. <laughs>